2: Daily Tech News Show is powered by its audience, not outside organizations. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, June
1: 15th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt.
3: And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane.
2: And from Cleveland, I'm Len Peralta.
1: Len has been fighting with AT&T. That's why he <laughs> sounds a little lower than usual. Uh, but you know who's here to cheer him up? Patrick Norton.
4: I'm in Alameda where we have amazing internet that costs practically nothing until the startup fails, and I'll have to go back to Comcast with my tail between my legs.
1: <laughs> uh, and now, to balance all of that out, our producer, Roger Chang. I have Spectrum. <laughs>
5: I
4: have spectrum. <laughs> but it's working today.
1: It
5: now. was, and it stopped working for about 30 minutes, and I was wondering if I had to drive up to Tom's place.
3: I also have Spectrum, but Roger's Spectrum is – yeah.
1: I have the same region of spectrum that Sarah has, and mine's fine. Roger's, for some reason, is not. Um, Someone's sitting on a line somewhere. All right. uh, We are going to talk with Patrick a little bit about parts, uh, used parts, and graphics card prices coming down. But let's start with a few tech things you should know.
3: Well, Len, you either will love or hate this story. I'm not sure yet. AT&T has closed the deal and has merged with Time Warner. The deal was signed in October of 2016, but faced opposition from the U.S. Department of Justice and it's been hung up for some time. The merged company now owns a major ISP, wireless carrier, DirecTV, HBO, Turner Networks, and Warner Brothers Film Studio.
1: ride hailing company Didi Shuxing announced it will expand its service to Melbourne starting June 25th after a month-long test in Geelong. Go Cats! The expansion to Australia puts Didi in direct competition with Uber and Ola, uh, which, by the way, Didi is an investor in, both of those. Uh, also, Taxify operates in Australia, which Didi is also an investor in. Anyway, Didi previously expanded into Taiwan, Mexico, and Brazil this year, so this continues their international expansion.
3: What kind of cats are the mascot cats?
1: They're um, AFL of cats. <laughs>
3: No, I meant, like, what kind of breed of cat?
1: I have no idea.
3: Okay, yeah. bald. Go cats. Pebble owner Fitbit will end support for Pebble watches on June at 30th. A group of developers have created an independent project called rebel.io. That's where you find out more information. To continue support for existing Pebble watches. Pebble users are encouraged to create a Rebel account before June 30th in order to keep their settings. However, the new service may not be ready in time for the shutdown.
1: Hmm. The 3GPP group that oversees international cellular standards has approved the standalone 5G new radio spec. That's the last step to complete the 5G standard. 3GPP approved the non-standalone version back in December. That's the one used to build 5G on top of existing LTE networks. We told you about that back in December. This new standalone spec uh, is for completely new implementations. Now... Working groups are still going to address some known gaps in the standard. Uh, There are definitely issues that will come up as 5G is implemented that will require some tweaks. But the 3GPP considers the 5G system now officially complete. So there you go. The standard has been writ. All right, let's talk a little bit more about screens.
3: Let's do it. Let's talk about new iPhone screens and let's speculate on them, perhaps. Sources tell the Wall Street Journal that Apple is ordering more supply chain parts for an upcoming LCD screen phone than for two OLED models. Now, Apple currently has one OLED phone and two LCD models, but is expected to announce two OLED models and an LCD model later this year, this autumn, to be specific.
1: So... Patrick, I, I'm kind of not surprised by this. The idea that it's like, oh, well, they they expect the cheaper phone to sell bigger. But I guess that's not usually been the case with Apple.
4: Well, it's also it's one of the things where you have superior technology dripping its way down, I assume, to the less expensive versions of the phone. Um, you know, I, at this point, I'm so curious to see what the fallout is. You know, is there going to be something like the iPhone 10 this year? Is there an iPhone 11? What's the iPhone 9 going to be? Um the rumors are still too early. I mean, the
1: the I don't best know. the best guesses that I've seen from the people that are usually right are two OLED models that are right. like the iPhone X, uh, one big, one small, and yeah. then a a six inch kind of. In between those two sizes with an LCD screen, and that's the one it seems like the part suppliers are saying, yeah, they're ordering more parts for that one than for the two OLED ones.
4: That would make sense. I mean, the OLED is a price premium. They also they've my understanding is that they've had difficulty securing supply of OLED screens, so I think they're that looking like for a second vendor on that. Might yeah. be, um, you know, that was one of the the issues that was sort of floating up through the rumor mills. Um, you know, I I'll be honest with you, I'm particularly interested because I partially want to stay on iOS, but I was playing around with the uh the One six uh, uh the 1 plus 6 that Shannon handed in for review and the cameras are so much better than on my phone right now I'm actually thinking about you know giving up on my headphone jack to have a better camera so and the OLED screens look amazing on the phones
3: what iphone are you using now
4: i'm using a fantastic iphone model 6 um, which i waited you know as long as i could to buy and then bought a 128 gigabyte version and and now it's to the point where the low light uh the 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 this current generation of phones right now the low light photography is so much better than this phone i'm actually starting to have urges um
3: well, yeah, or I mean, just okay. just how much better the camera was, you know, my first reaction is like, really? iPhone? Not good? But the 6 didn't have the uh, the um, uh, telephoto lens, right? You had to go to the 6 yeah. plus for that. So, yeah.
4: And the, the low-light performance, they did a big jump on the 7. I mean, I've, I've, I approach phones at this point kind of like I approach cars. I want to buy the least expensive. Like, I, I buy Subarus. I want something that's going to last until I can't stand it anymore and will take the rest of my life to fall apart. Um, phones, <laughs> fortunately, take a lot less time to fall apart. And uh, unlike Subarus, they tend not to uh, – they t- they just don't age well. Phones don't age well.
1: <laughs> DeepMind published research in science describing a machine learning system that can. Take a collection of pictures of a scene and then predict what the scene would look like from a viewpoint not represented in the images. The system creates a representation of space based on two images, then a separate generative query network, or GQN, uses one image to determine the identity uh to i'm sorry to identify position and color of objects as well as shadows and other things related to perspective took a couple months to train the gqn and it's unclear if this approach can be adapted beyond the narrow problem of predicting what a scene looks like from a different angle uh but it's quite an advance to to be able to fill in the gaps like that
4: i I look at this and i'm torn between being like that line, I reread that, that last line like six times because I was giggling, you know, it can be adapted beyond the narrow problem of predicting what to see. But if you think about what this involves, you know, if I am guiding a vehicle, you know, what can I determine? What can I assume? What is going to change based on what I can actually physically see? Or if I'm trying to guide, say, uh, you know, autonomous vehicles that are going to help put on a fire or something, there's, there's this, it, it's a really simple problem except it's incredibly complex and the ideas it can be sort of smeared across in terms of improving how things function is amazing but it, you know it's like can we adapt this thing? i don't can, know can I, we
1: get beyond one angle like one angle is a, is a step but we're going to yeah. need a lot more of that for this to work in things like self-driving cars or, and or like
3: yeah that. I, and i know we're not talking about video but you know just because you know i think of like home studio stuff like if i had two angles and I can right. somehow figure out what a third one would be without actually having to buy an extra camera. Pretty cool. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Oprah, right? Who wants to talk about Oprah? Everybody. Uh-huh. You. Oprah Winfrey, my friend and yours, will create original programs that embrace her incomparable ability to connect with audiences around the world. Those are Apple's words. The company didn't say if Winfrey would appear on any of the shows, but... That's sort of probably a given. Financial details also not disclosed in this deal. Apple also said the deal would not affect OWN, which is Winfrey's OWN TV network, launched in 2011, now owned by Discovery. She's also the CEO and chairman of OWN. She also has a contract there through 2025, so not exclusive with Apple. Apple also made deals for more than a dozen shows with a lot of celebrities, Reese Witherspoon, Steven Spielberg, Octavia Spencer, Kevin Durant, to name a few. I mean, I recall the Obama's have a deal with Netflix
1: you uh, and uh, and uh, um, Jennifer Aniston as well That as
3: well. Yeah. In fact, I think Reese and Jennifer are working on a show together. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Maybe Uh, I just yeah. uh,
1: I mean, there's way the the list goes on and on and on is the point. Uh, And everybody wonders what they're going to do with this. Like Oprah doesn't appear on her YouTube channel. Uh, Eileen, uh, my wife, worked uh, with OWN on their YouTube channel, and she never appeared on that. She doesn't appear on OWN beyond her own show that often. So it's not a given that she would uh, would actually have a show here, but Oprah also putting her stamp on a show... It means it's going to have much more success than it would otherwise. And everybody's wondering, okay, what's Apple going to do with all of this high quality talent that they've signed on? Are they going to make it available free on Apple devices? Uh, Are they going to do a subscription service, which one insider said that's what Apple told them? Is it going to be a combination where you get it free on the Apple TV and the iPhone? uh, But if not, you can pay for it. It's, it's, It's all up in the air now
4: it's i it's all part of their they're finally starting to to battle back i think against netflix i mean netflix i want to say spent 6.3 billion dollars on content i think they're in up to
1: projecting 8 billion this year yeah
4: yeah and I, you know apple is so far behind that I, I don't know it feels like one of the yet another front where apple is playing catch up You know, on the on the iTunes unless they're playing a different
1: game. That's the thing, right? Like they don't need to create a Netflix with a huge back catalog. Uh, They they can use it as a way to sell their hardware, which Netflix doesn't have that option.
4: Okay, I'm just I I, I don't know. I, I'm watching all of the, the mergers and acquisitions at the super high level. For example, we were talking about an AT and T merger where we now have some of everything. It feels it it just feels like the Google, Apple, Amazon battles are getting more vicious. Where content well, is and
1: started. content is no longer a business. It's 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 a thing that you add into another business uh, and use to to drive those other
3: businesses. So, yeah, that first business. Well, and we still, you know, we don't, you know, we don't report every single deal that these companies are making with celebrities or, or you know, media professionals. But Oprah Winfrey is a big one. Be arguably, one of the biggest ones that you could possibly get, but we're right. still at that point of like, wow, kind of big deal. But what will it be? No one knows.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. My I mean, people's making that-
3: deals, but we don't know what that looks like yet.
4: Yeah, but I mean, like to put this into context, you're talking about Netflix, who obviously desperately needs content to keep people to pay their subscriptions, right? They're they're spending more than anybody else, six point three billion. Amazon scaled up to something like four billion dollars, and Apple's, you know, a billion, two billion dollars this year. I think it was like a billion dollars. Yeah, but that's you're, you're
1: comparing apples with Amazon's and Netflix's, to coin a phrase. <laughs> get it cuz it oranges i i
3: got it i got it <laughs> it just
1: wasn't very good i get it i understand uh no but i i, I guess my, i'm just repeating myself at this point but my point is like yeah but they don't need to do it exactly
4: the same way so no yeah. but it's still i guess
1: hbo they, I, doesn't have as big of a catalog and they're doing well as well
4: sure but they also have a huge existing revenue stream it's going to take a very very long so does long apple time. <laughs> It's called the iPhone. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of this from the cord cutter perspective and not from the giant corporate maneuvering perspective. And for me, the cord cutter perspective at this point is like, crap, is there another service I'm going to have to buy to get this one amazing show? That'll be interesting. (laughs) Scientists at Delft University
1: of Technology published details in Nature of the first system for reliably triggering a quantum pairing effect called entanglement. It's a major step toward creating secure quantum networks. The effect worked across two nodes. About two meters apart, the next step will be to add a third node for true networking. And the scientists hope to connect four Dutch cities, you know, at least like one setup in each city, uh, through entanglement in 2020 to create the first demonstration of a quantum Internet. Not much to discuss here other than like, wow, good job.
3: Also, entanglement is a funny term um, for something really cool, but okay, that's what it's called.
1: I really see. I I guess I'm just I've heard about it for so to me long. Is like
3: a mess of cables.
4: Entangle.
1: I entanglement to me is when two particles that are separated by distance operate in the same way because they're paired. And All
4: I'm right. thinking about Jim and Jody in that rom com that came out last week. <laughs> I'm a
3: nerd. <laughs> hey, at least it's not entrapment. Uh, And a gadget source that Microsoft's next HoloLens will use Qualcomm's XR1 platform meant for VR and AR. And gadget sources agree with Therat.com that the new HoloLens will arrive in January. Qualcomm says the XR1 delivers directional audio, 3D overlays, and 4K video at 60 frames per second. Qualcomm also counted Vive, Vuzix, and Meta as partners when the XR1 was announced back in May.
1: So yeah, a lot of people just assumed it'd be the Snapdragon 845, uh, but I guess if you know, if we'd really thought about it, it would make sense uh, that Qualcomm coming out with an AR platform ought to be used. Uh, and and it sounds like it will be. I, I'm i curious if this is going to be available for the public. And we kind of talked about this when Brad Sams uh, had his report that his sources were saying it's coming out in Q1. Uh, are we going to get a developer's kit again? Or is this going to be the thing where we start selling it to the public?
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Normally,
0: being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: What's your best I just- guess? <sighs>
4: I think they have to start selling it to the public, but I think the public's going to be more on the business side. Um, I'm still recoiling in horror from the, the experience I expected based on all of the videos they produced. And the I'm looking through a brick in a wall, HoloLens experience that the actual headset delivered. So I'm very, very – I mean, I, th- I think if they open it up and give you a better perspective. Um, I'm also really kind of curious to see where the whole you – know, I, I, you've point tried I it, is, right? I tried it, yeah, Yeah, and it was it was cool. I mean, on one hand, it was really amazing, but all of their videos that they had produced for it had basically they'd use stereo cameras, and you had this full, you know, this massive field of view. And then when you actually put the Hololens on, um, you know, literally there was like a block this big that you were looking through, and it was very. You know it was cool to look through that block, but it was it was a a huge letdown compared to what see I had the opposite,
1: I had the opposite reaction simply because I expected that limited view to be worse than it was, so I, I guess it's all about expectations, but either way, it is a limited view. you're not getting yeah. getting around that
5: it's a, go
1: ahead uh, that's all right, uh, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to daily tech headlines at DailyTechHeadlines.com. dot com We bring you good news. GPU prices have become (laughs) affordable again. (laughs) Hooray! Uh, Is that
3: just because people don't care about Bitcoin mining anymore?
1: Well, it's not that they don't care. It's that the prices come down, which is you know. Kind of town t- t- about to the same thing, I guess. Like if the price is down, why do I Probably care as much?
3: Related, yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: and also that that there are more specialty uh cards for if you're serious about it in, in the in the areas where you can still make money, you get these specialty cards. You don't go and get an off the rack card anymore. So right. so yeah. Um also uh with graphics cards coming down, uh it may be that other Parts start to spike uh, for for whatever reason, right? You 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 may go through this again with a different part, especially the U.S. announcing tariffs on electronics components coming in from China today. Uh, so let's talk a little bit first of all about the graphics cards, uh, Patrick, but also about where to find cheaper parts, particularly used parts. I think used parts give a lot of people the willies because they're like, yeah, is that reliable? Should I, you know, is my <laughs> machine going to burn up if I buy this?
4: Oh man. Um working backwards. Uh y- yeah. Okay, so buying used GPUs, uh I have uh I, we did a thing on Tech Thing about this where I, I talked to two friends of mine, one of whom reviews graphics cards for a living, and the other one uh who reviews other things for a living, but has nineteen systems with seventy-six GPUs in a mining uh Yikes. operation. Yeah. Uh most of those were acquired before the prices went berserk. So if you haven't been following GPU prices, um, you know, the stuff was at MSRP, say around, I don't know, April, May 2017. And then they were like fifty bucks, sixty bucks, you know, a a three hundred and fifty dollar card or a four hundred dollar card was selling for like a a, you know, I want to say a fifty dollar premium and then as as Bitcoin prices scaled and people got into ethereum mining uh, and scarcity got particularly brutal because they simply couldn 't produce enough cards to fulfill demand by Christmas time, things had gone completely berserk, and you were looking at paying you know let's say eight hundred dollars or eleven hundred dollars for a five hundred and fifty dollar msrp gpu um, the GTX 1070. I thought I got ripped off on because it cost me 450 bucks in June of 2017. Was selling for 850 or 900 dollars around uh, December January at the tail end of 2017 or 2018. It was it was nuts. Um, it has impacted. Uh, PC sales because uh, it it was just too expensive for most people, you know, but $1,100 PC became a $2,200 PC, mostly because of the GPU price increases, which mostly impacts gamers and people who are doing high powered machines for video rendering and and Photoshop and and stuff like that. Um, But the other thing that happened around the same period in time is RAM prices have gone kind of berserk. So 2016 RAM Uh, because there was an excess of RAM production and not a huge demand, Um, prices, you know, you were looking at a 16 gigabyte uh, memory kit, two 8 gigabyte sticks. Uh, Corsair is a particularly good example. I like their Corsair Vengeance RAM. Um, It dropped down to 60 bucks for 16 gigabytes of RAM. That is the lowest it has ever been. Um, You know, people forget that a year before it was up around $170. uh, But literally, you were looking at, 60 to 120 bucks for RAM for the better part of a year, almost two years between 2015 and 2017. And as uh, cell phone manufacturers, Android cell phone manufacturers started to think of additional RAM as being a premium and a differentiator, especially in China, they started hurling RAM into phones. uh, And between that and a couple other things scaling up, Memory prices started to go berserk. So right now, the memory you could buy in you know, the summer of 2016 for 60 bucks is now selling for 130 bucks, which isn't bad. It's still a lot. Uh, it's still uh, you know 40 or 60 bucks down from where memory prices peaked in I want to say 2014. Um, memory manufacturers think this is great. Um, but we're also looking at possibly Samsung bringing online a couple of big fabs this year that should help, uh, a fulfill the demand for Ram and B bring the price back down. But, uh, you know, it's amazing to look at how much sort of the system prices have fluctuated because Ram's effectively doubled in price over the last 18 months. And, uh, GPUs went from sort of MSRP or a little bit under MSRP to at least two and a half times MSRP. And now are back, uh, Maybe not at MSRP, but certainly close enough that it's not emotionally traumatizing uh, to buy a new system.
1: So, uh, graphics cards getting cheaper, RAM prices getting more expensive. What do we do?
4: Uh, you know, if uh, for me the perform because I, I like to run thirty-two thousand things simultaneously on my system, I try to put sixteen gigabytes in every system I own, um, and that's just <clears throat> excuse me. I don't expect that price to change too much. Um, the nice thing is that GPUs have got more affordable, so uh, you know that's not too bad. And the other thing that's come down in price that kind of offsets the cost of memory uh, is SSDs have come down in price considerably. So uh, you know what would have been a three hundred and forty dollar uh, one terabyte SSD is now selling for about two hundred and fifty bucks. So I think you choose carefully, um, but you know if you're buying a system right now. GPUs are affordable again, um, CPUs, especially AMD Ryzen's like there's a special right now on Amazon. That's a, uh, AMD Ryzen 1700 is selling for 200 bucks, which is a huge drop from what it originally sold for the 1800 X I use in my primary video editing and gaming system. I want to say, you know, I I think I paid $500 for it. It sells for around $300 now. So I think if you shop carefully, um, you can build a system, uh, you can actually afford to build a system now, I guess, would be the, the, yeah. the simple way of putting it. And
1: real it. quickly, is it is it safe to buy used parts? What should you know?
4: So I mentioned my two friends, one of whom were reviews uh, uh, GPUs, the other one who has uh, the largest collection of GPUs of anyone I personally know. And what was interesting is, is the guy that's got 76 GPUs, he's had four fail uh, in about a year of 24-7, 365 operations. And his observation was that the GPUs don't fail. You, you can actually wear out a GPU. Um, which is gets into a really geeky conversation uh, that'll put everybody to sleep, uh, starting with me. Um, But it takes a staggering number of operations to do that. The problem with most GPUs is the quality of the components around it, primarily the capacitors. Um, So what he did is he looked to find out which models of GPUs had the longest uh, uh, warranty. And what he found is when he looked at them side by side, um, the... Better warned, the, the GPUs with the longest warranty had considerably better components, and he feels that you should be comfortable in buying used cards. Um, maybe not off of eBay, but certainly from friends or relatives or, or friends of friends. And that's where it gets kind of interesting because a lot of people expect at some point there'd be a, kind of a, a glut of used cards to show up on the market. I haven't seen it maybe i'm looking in the wrong places maybe i need to spend more time on ebay uh searching for used gpus um you know if you've got a f- a friend uh who's selling it it's probably not too bad an idea if you're getting it off of ebay i would expect it came out of a warehouse somewhere near uh you know a very cheap source of electricity uh and has probably been pretty heavily abused and there's really no way to know how badly that that has been abused in, t- in terms of buying used parts like you know tom's old system and i'm gonna buy it that's fine um you know, super cheap GPUs off eBay, I'd get a little uptight about, uh, but I'd be a little uptight about those normally. Well, thank you, Patrick. No worries. Thanks to
3: everybody also who participates in our subreddit. First thing I read every morning, you could submit stories and also vote on other stories that are submitted. DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. Also, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show. Chat with us however you like. All right, moving on to the thing of the day, Chris Christensen. We haven't checked in with him in a while, but he always has great travel tips, and this is a new way to save on hotels.
5: This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. When you're booking your flight and your hotel online, you may or may not know that you can often save money by booking it as a package. And when you're booking it as a package, you're booking it from the same company and at the same time. I have sometimes saved enough money, for instance, on a hotel when I booked it with the flight that basically the hotel was free. There's more profit in hotels and therefore more flexibility than there are in flights. And so sometimes booking it together can save you money. But the problem is that most people don't want to do that. Or I say most people Expedia says 46% of U.S. travelers prefer to book their flight and hotel separately. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is after you go on Expedia and you book a flight for a short period of time, they will give you hotel options that will give you the kind of savings that you would get if you booked it as a package. They say on average, customers will save 43%, which is significant. So good on you. Expedia something you might want to try out in the future. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Yeah, that is kind of nifty.
1: I guess you have to choose to book through Expedia in that case, but it might be worth looking into. Thank Why you, Chris. do
3: you think it's almost fifty percent of people don't like the idea of bundling those things together? Because oh, I know. I, I
1: because I don't. But, I, but I don't what, I feel well, locked like, in. What? I want to have the the flexibility mm-hmm. to 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 not have to book yeah. at the same time. I might I might want to book my hotel later uh, because you don't you don't get as much. There's not as much of gaming the system as there is with flight fares. Right, right. Uh, and and I may have some points I want to cash in, whatever, right? I just – I don't like having to be locked in and making that decision all at once.
3: I mean I don't either, but I wonder why. I guess there's sort of a perception that it's a good deal – yeah, that, that restricts you in the end.
4: I will also – I mean I've also seen for a lot of services I've looked at where the bundle – was a you know a car rental that was twice what it would be if I was going through directly through the car vendor or a hotel deals that were you know worse than the you know I mean? I I think I think he I think I automatically at this point assume that the buy, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them I'm like, oh, well, one, I'm going to give Expedia a chance again because I haven't used them in forever. And two, I'll look at the bundles. But so many times the bundles, for example, through, I want to say Southwest, were just awful. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to pay that much for the hotel that I didn't want to buy with my with my flight. All right,
1: let's see what's in the mailbag, Sarah.
3: Let's do it. Albert from Maryland, a.k.a. Mar McCheese, uh, has some thoughts on the whole idea of of perhaps Walmart and Microsoft getting together to do an Amazon Go-type cashierless store. Albert says, I worked for Walmart for almost 17 years. My wife is coming up on her 20th year in November. There have been rumors on the Walmart subreddit about stores eventually going cashierless in the future. Will they offer the cashier's jobs with the online grocery pickup, also known as OGP? As personal shoppers, here's why that might make sense. My wife's store started the OGP service last November. Works pretty good. Biggest problem they have, not having enough personal shoppers to pick up all the merch for the customers in a timely manner, which obviously is important. If they could move move most of those cashiers to OGP, that would solve the biggest issue. I wouldn't be surprised to see this happen sooner than later because Walmart is scared of Amazon's grocery delivery. Also, over the past few years, they've been making changes much faster than they used to. I would say, Albert, you know, gosh, you know, 17 years, he probably knows Walmart pretty intimately. Yeah, no
1: kidding. And, And this is the kind of thing that I often am at a loss for an example. But I know from just studying history that what happens is there are jobs that you either don't have enough people for or can't afford to pay people for or haven't even invented yet because you just didn't think I would ever have the people for that when you loosen up like oh you don't have to do that grunt work anymore that the AI can do uh, now we can actually have you be a personal shopper and improve our service that happens very often this is a great example of it thank you Albert thank you very much let's check in with Len Peralta who has been
2: illustrating the show Len what do you have for us Yes, you know, I think this has something to do with the fact that I am working with AT&T and Time Warner. The big story of the week, of course, is the merger of Time Warner and AT&T. And this is a visual representation of how I feel about uh, AT&T eating Time Warner. If you're not Seeing the video essentially what it is, it's AT and T is some sort of creature that is swallowing a slug like thing that looks like Time Warner and
3: uh I mean uh, great great
2: nails, great teeth. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's really thought of AT&T in that way. It's but not it's the
1: most flattering representation of AT&T. I was going no, no, to say right. Gollum.
4: Right. It looks it like a k- k- yeah, a 300-pound <laughs> Gollum swallowing the world's ugliest That's slug. weird worm.
1: Right. Exactly. And remember, Just, you know. folks at Spectrum, we know you're not that time order. <laughs> right. Different ones.
2: Exactly. <laughs> This hey, I also yeah. want to remind people that if they're looking for a quick commission, they can go to my online store. I just introduced this thing called QuickBits, which are very affordable, quick uh, art that mm-hmm. comes with a time-lapse video free. So makes for a great uh, gift if you're looking for a last-minute thing for Father's Day. That's or excellent. Like that. Go commission Len at LenPeraltaStore.com.
3: Please. Thanks, Len. And also thanks to Patrick Norton. Always brings the good knowledge. Patrick, what have you been working on lately and where could people keep up with what you're doing?
4: Oh, still doing T-E-K-T-H-I-N-G tech thing with Shannon Morris and uh, Robert Heron and I just recorded another episode of AVXL this morning where we're talking about 2018 TVs and what's going on with Dolby Vision versus HDR10 and perhaps headphones.
1: Excellent. Uh, Well, folks, we have three more patrons right now than we did last month, but we'd like that to be even more. Thank you to everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash DTNS. Keeps the lights on, keeps burgers in our mouths. Uh, Make sure that we're here and alive and ready to help you understand the tech world every day. Uh, There are all kinds of perks for for joining us. Check them out at patreon.com slash DTNS. And please peruse our fine selection of DTNS gear at dailytechnewsshow.com slash store.
3: Why'd you have to mention burgers?
1: I did because I, I need one. I was thinking of you when I said that too. <laughs> thank you,
3: Tom. thank you, Tom. Please keep the burgers uh, in all of our mouths. It's wonderful. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com If you have suggestions for burgers or any other ideas or questions, comments, all that good stuff. We all are also live Monday through Friday at four thirty p.m. Eastern, twenty thirty UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live.
1: Back on Monday with Justin Robert Young. And if you're not a patron, there's a DTNS Labs coming about loot boxes this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network.
3: Get more at frogpants.com.
5: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)